Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set and go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room. Okay, welcome to Ask Alex, episode 79 on the OneOuter.com podcast, sponsored by americascardroom.com. If you want 27% rate back from americascardroom.com, Simply sign up for your account using any one of the banners or adverts on the OneOuter.com website. Follow us on Twitter at OneOuter.com and join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash OneOuter. This episode and all other previous episodes are on OneOuter.com website and also via iTunes for free. If you want to send questions in for Alex on a future show, then please email them to questions at OneOuter.com. Alternatively, you can tweet them or Facebook them. Alex, we've got plenty of questions in this week, but I've only copied three no, uh, from the thing. But that should be enough. There's a couple of in-depth ones and stuff as well. And uh, I sense a lot of soul-searching, I think, in one, maybe two of them or that. So we should have plenty to talk about as usual. But if not, we can fill it with uh, B-movie reviews <laughs> and... Uh, political rants or anything uh, else that's got yeah. to go up. That's it. That's, yeah. that, that's our stage direction. If running out of material, go on a political rant. Here yeah. is, what, is what we write on the scripts. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Just a uh, uh, little, little more winded than normal. I got a... Uh, I've, I've, been, I've been working crazy hours, like from 8 in the morning until 9 at night, 10 at night, trying to get this book done, trying to Trying to get a lot of things done, but you know it's fun, it's enjoyable. I like, uh, I'm, I'm liking what I'm doing. Embrace the work. Yeah, exactly, know? exactly. I don't know. I always see these things. It's like Americans work so much more, and it's like, well, you know, we we have a thing in America where it, we, uh, we used to. It's like we we thought like working hard was something noble. You know what I mean? And the idea, huh. the idea, you was you worked really hard in your twenties and your thirties, so. You know, when you were 40, you could have, or at least for the men, you know, you could have kids and they could go to school and, you know, uh-huh. you, you, you had the home and, you know, the, the the wife didn't have to worry about anything because she knew you took care of everything. And that now, you know, so I still think that, but yeah, like every article I open up and it's like, and Americans have the audacity to work more than 28 hours a week. And it's uh-huh. like, you know, like, uh. Is that bad? Like, I thought that was. Uh, I'm having a good time here doing well, 60 hour weeks. You know what I mean? But I mean, I guess it's helped because like my wife's a doctor. You know what I mean? So she like she works insane hours too. So yeah, yeah, yeah you know. It, it's it's like um, it is fashionable for a while. Everybody wanted to brag about how many hours they were doing and stuff. Yeah, like, that was. Yeah, that's was right. Like a badge of honor and. It's just I don't know. It's like uh, I'm lazy one, but also, <laughs> but but I work in bursts. Like when I work, I work. Like I'll maybe do like nonstop. Right. Like you say, I don't even check the clock. I, you know, I just go through like just work, 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 do it. I'll get it done. 
that's partly because I want to get it done and then lie about doing nothing for a while as well. It's not like, <laughs> yes, it's not like you know, it's not like, yeah, it's like, right, get all that done, right, I'll have a week or two of just doing nothing. You know, that's good. Right, it's like, right. Whereas, like, I don't go, right, I want to do this, I want to do that. I kind of like, and once you get into that flow of working, it is weird. It's like, shit, like, I'm getting stuff done, or money comes in, and, uh, like, you know, like, big light bulb moment, you work right. and then money comes in, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, you don't work and no money comes in, right. and um, it's like, yeah, just embracing it, but I always think it's funny, like, in the moment, you're doing it all, and you're like, oh, this is so bad, like, like I think about uni, like, the last year of uni, or the second last year of uni, like, were, were brutal, you know, just, like, workload, and deadlines, and right. exams, and papers, and actual, like, you know, dissertations, all this nonsense, and I remember at the time just thinking, this is just ridiculous. You know, like, I can't wait till this is over and whatever. But, like, when you look back on it, it's like it never even happened. Yeah, you, know, you don't like, feel the pain. Like, the pain is gone. It's like, I can't, I could probably remember, like, three, four things that I did. I need to look through, like, an old folder I've got to, like, re even remember. You know, like, I found stuff when I was clearing out, like, you know, a 10,000 word report on something that I totally forgot I did. I was like, shit, you know, it's like... I don't even remember writing that stuff. It was right. like it was a different person. Whereas at the time, you're like, oh, this is a not like so bad, and you're you're procrastinating, you're stopping, you're like, you know, I always used to joke like study breaks, you know, like fucking right, right. <laughs> like two two hours off, lying on a bed doing nothing. Yeah, got you know, clocking out. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's always been my thing. Is you know, I I can never really remember like how hard it was to do, but I I can remember the product, you know what I mean. I can remember uh, uh -huh. what I received from it. So, and th there's a great deal of satisfaction that comes from that, and that's re really what I try to focus on. And yeah, it is weird how you think about it's a different person. And another thing is, I I look back on like the times I worked really hard, like very fondly. The the years I really cringe when I think back upon. Uh, were the years I was smoking weed all the time, drinking a lot, and sleeping a lot because I just, you know, I, I just couldn't handle life at some point. And uh, yeah, you know, the years, it, the years where I was working quite a bit, I I had quite a bit of fun. I I remember, uh, I remember one time back when I first got into poker, I I was going to. I I was out earning my professors. I wasn't going to school to like get a degree, but like. Uh, it was like finals week. I was still playing 10 hours a week. I, I mean, 10 hours a day. I played 10 hours a day. Then I, I pulled an all-nighter. And then I played another 10 hours. And then I pulled another all-nighter. So this is two days in a row I'm awake. And then the next day I went and, uh, you know, I did my exams and handed in my uh, papers. And then uh, you went, I, I went and spent my the day with my girlfriend at the time. And I... I, I it sounds nuts, but like, I look back on that kind of stuff like pretty fondly. It was pretty memorable, you know what I mean. <laughs> and then, uh, it's, uh, I, I, the other thing is, I guess I think everybody should do one horrible, horrible job at some point in their life. And uh, I think there's two types of horrible jobs. One has to like be excruciatingly exhausting. Like when I worked in commercial fishing, it was really clear I was not built for that. And we did like the 20 hour shifts and stuff like that. And, you know, there's slow periods uh, in those shifts and you get to slow down, but you're never like off 
uh, you're never like off completely. And then, you know, you come back home and it's like, oh no, man, poker variance. It's like, oh, that's fine, dude. Like I'm, a, <laughs> I'm all right. And then you need to work one job like in an office building and just realize how incredibly worthless a lot of that life is as it is yeah. for some people. Like, you know, people really like, you know, still gossiping like they're in high school and like writing their name on their sandwich with the saran wrap. And then, you know, uh, I, just, I just got 12 more <laughs> I years. Just, yeah, I would, I would definitely storm the building with a shotgun if I was forced <laughs> to stay. I, that's, I've done one job, like proper job in my life where I was like on a payroll and whatever. Everything else has been like, like wheeling and dealing, working for myself or, you know, buying and selling stuff with other people involved and whatever. And the one job I took, it was like six months I actually worked it, although I was there for a year. Um, I actually only did six months and it was like office job and it it was honestly soul destructive. I was just... Yeah. I would sit for most of it, just people watching these people, uh, people watching these people, uh, people watching <laughs> these like zombies, just basically clicking their life. So and I was, I remember speaking to this one guy like on the training thing. Like this is about I'm trying to think, two thousand six, eight years ago it was. That was the last um, and only job I've had in my life, and. Um, I was there and I was speaking to this guy and he was like showing me the ropes of certain things, how things should be done. And I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm away to leave here soon. Right? Like I'm not staying. He was like, oh yeah, this is just a, like, it was the pure stereotypical, this is just a stopgap for me. Uh, that's what he was saying. He was like, yeah, I've not been here that long. I'm just uh, going to do this until I get some money together, like pay off some debt and then leave. I was like, all right, yeah, how, how long have you been here? And he was like, ah, come on, this is the five, this is the fifth year, five years. And he didn't even, like, check like, himself or, like, like, think. I was like, so basically, you know, he was, like, 39. I was like, so 25 to 30, you, you're like, if you actually look at it, you're no further forward or whatever. Yeah. I am, listen, I don't, I don't mean to say all, like, I know, like, I took a job to get money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'd fucked myself, so I had to get some startup money back and, I didn't want to borrow it, so I was like, right, I got you know, go and get it. And there's nothing like, and I'm not knocking jobs and people. I understand people, especially with families and stuff, that have to actually go out and work, and they they don't have their own thing going that they can make money with or whatever. But um, it's just yeah, if if that guy enjoys that and he doesn't mind it and he's really embracing the work, then great. But if you are sitting in an office job like that and you really don't like it, I, I just think with the internet now, technology, like geographical arbitrage, everything you can do to like, it doesn't need right. to be poker. It doesn't even need to be poker. You know, like writing for books uh, or magazine articles or this, that, the other, you know, can review, doing blogs, whatever, anything, YouTube videos. There's so many opportunities now, like where you can go make money off your passion or your interest or hobby, and you might not be a millionaire, but you can make a living. Right, you know, right. If you work without having to do that, and it's like, oh, it's just brutal when I see some people. And I used to kind of get on a high horse and say to people like, "Why are you doing that? This and that." But you just come across like a dick. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, like even when I'm not, I know I understand it. It's it's like. I see the world, if you see the world different than other people, and then you're going, why are you doing this and that? It's like you're questioning them. So it's like kind of, 
I just stop saying it. I just smile now and like walk around, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, good, you know. It's it's strange, like how people can. I don't know. I I see a lot of people give up at like you know in their twenties or something. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, Shit, like, that's straight just up. Bad. Straight up. And I I mean it's a big difference between. Like, there are some people who really enjoy, like, driving a taxi, you know, and that's just what yeah. they do, you know. And there's some people who enjoy their office job is rewarding in some way. But there's a lot of people, yeah, that just accept uh, just soul-crushing work and never really uh, – it, it blows my mind. It was like uh, – I was working security 10 years ago, and then, you know, I got, I got one friend who works that, and he's like uh, – you know, he he's a bright guy, he's a really bright guy, he's a high school dropout, and he just, you know, he realizes this is a great job with benefits, I got a kid, I'm not I'm not screwing up, but there's some people there that just, you know, 10 years, 10 years have gone by, you know, <laughs> like, and I think of all this stuff I've done in that 10 years, and all the development I've had, and it's like, I, I think they could have gotten that far as well, if they just, you know, like, they tried to live by the skin of their teeth if they took some chances, you know what I mean? And a lot of people didn't even have kids or anything, so I don't know why they wouldn't have taken those chances. And a lot of them were interested in other things, be it photography yeah. or music or whatever it was. And uh, maybe maybe those are bad examples, but yeah, I, I think it's really interesting how you can leverage uh, across, across currencies. Uh, throughout. It, I, I think it's all just about researching what there is out there like poker is one avenue but there, there's many avenues uh that you can work from like you work with uh you, you work with uh i don't know what the technical term would be uh i used to always say t antiques but that's not exact antiques and collectibles right like that's yeah, a that's yeah. a good job a any anything i was doing ink cartridges this week so, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In whatever, cheap, cheap shit, whatever, yeah, value cheap shit. Yeah, whatever's yeah. going to work. Well, I, it, there just came out this big thing in the States where this girl said, you know, I'm living at poverty level in San Francisco. I was like, well, I have no sympathy. Why are you living in San Francisco? You know, yeah. like San Francisco is a city for rich people, right? Like when I lived in C Seattle, I was living at like poverty level, but like at, at the same time, it's like, it's a, uh, hold on a second. It, yeah, that's Alex. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> like, I, I was living at, like, poverty level in Seattle, but, like, if I wanted to have, like, better, if I wanted my money to go further, I shouldn't have moved to Seattle. I should have stayed where I was, right, uh, outside of the city. And it, there's, like, there's cities in the United States where you can buy a home for $82,000, right? And I, it, if you can find a way to work from the Internet, you can be a tutor on the Internet, uh, that's a big deal now. Uh, you, it, you can run online businesses. There's a lot of things going out there. All, all it takes is like reading. You got to read and be involved and think and come up with ideas and sketch ideas and come, you know, try. Just, but it, it's never going to happen if you just sit there. And it, you, yeah. you want to keep your job? Yeah, that's great. But you got you have to work eight hours and come home and work ten. That's just how it is until you get uh, until you get what you want. Anyways, like, all right. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm expecting the Captain America music to play behind me during this diatribe, but it just, it, it just isn't coming. There you go. And then, yeah, okay, let's move into the question. Yeah.
Uh, all right, so uh, what about you want to build a wall in Mexico as well? <laughs> 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 yeah. No. Uh, all right, let's get into the questions. Uh, first one is from Sam. Hey, Alex, I love your videos featured on I'm All In YouTube channel. Uh, you're an awesome guy by your attitude and outlook on life. I just turned 21 in the US and don't live in... Oh, this is this is good for me. NV, so Nevada, NJ, New Jersey. Oh, okay. D-E, D-E, where's that? I, I, don't, I don't live in Delaware. Is that is I don't D-E? Know. I don't know. New, Jer- I don't know. New Jersey, Nevada, or uh, DE, I believe, would be Delaware. Uh, right. I, I think, they ga- is there gambling in Delaware? I, I, be- I believe Delaware did have something. Okay. Yeah, let me- so he doesn't live there, so I yeah, that makes sense. So I can't play online, and the local casinos in AZ, Arizona, where uh, uh, I live. Yeah, yeah, Arizona. I don't have the live higher stakes I want to play at. I've mm. played on Bovada for a while, but I just think it's so sketchy how many coolers, uh, absolute coolers I've seen people take. And I've taken myself, which are way out of proportion, that I've seen at my local casino. I've actually never heard of carbon poker before, so would you re- recommend it for somebody in my position? Keep up the good work in Costa Rica. Thanks. Uh, it, it, to be honest with you, like, you know, I always give you guys uh, full disclosure. The funny, actually, first thing that's funny is you said, I love your videos on this channel. I had no idea I was on that channel. But there, <laughs> like, that happens a lot. Like, I read your article on this Italian magazine. I was like, they translated an article, you know, and then. Anyway, they're making money off that. They don't let me know about it, but of, of course. And, of course, the translation is usually ridiculous. Uh, but, ironically, it's the Italians that say every translator is a traitor. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, I, I don't care. You guys can publish my videos. Thank you. And I, I really appreciate you checking out the videos, man, like legitimately. Actually, they're kind of uh, – if you guys are paying attention to uh, the Twitter – uh, go go to twitter.com at the assassinato if you guys want to watch a free video I just posted I'm about to start posting on YouTube some of my uh, uh, some of my videos uh, so, some of my uh, uh, so, some of my uh, streaming videos I'm going to post up on YouTube so the first one I put up was me final tabling the bigger 162 uh, that session it's, uh, it's like a 5 hour sweat session it's, uh, a lot of people are really enjoying it uh, it's it's got quite a few views already, so be sure to check that out. Uh, yeah, as far okay, it sounds like okay, you're in Arizona, you don't want to leave. So the question is, what what online uh, sites are there good for you to play? Uh, I'm not uh, I, uh, okay. Like full disclosure, I'm supposed to say America's Card Room because that's our sponsor. But let me give you the honest advice I would give you in a. Uh, let me give you the honest advice I would give you in our lessons. Uh, carbon poker is very soft. The reason it's soft is nobody will, knows if they're ever going to get their money out of it. It takes forever to get cash outs from carbon. Uh, just the entire ner- that, that entire network seems to be uh, seems to be operating very oddly. I would really love to play on that site, but I, I just don't trust it. I had really good results on that site. Uh, it just you know, I at some point I had to go. There was at one point like I had to withdraw. I won one of their high rollers and then won something else, and it just took me forever to get twenty thousand dollars out, like forever. And you know, I was really depending on that money 
for a long time, and then it just kept not coming, kept not coming, kept not coming. And then I bear, and then I actually had to do some. Then they returned into my account, and then I actually had to. Uh, I I actually had to get it out another way, which they didn't really care for. I didn't ship dump or anything. I just transferred it to somebody who, you know, cashed out for me who had a better setup. But they were like, hey, we. It was very clear they did not care for how much money left their site when we did it the way that I found out would work, which was my buddy had a different cash out method set up. And uh, I don't trust them, uh, frankly. Uh, Bovada, I think you can trust. Uh, they definitely have the manpower behind them. Uh, the reason you're seeing so many coolers, and this goes for any site, uh, is just you're seeing a lot more hands. Uh, it could just be a random distribution. Uh, you also have to think about it, like, if they were really programming it to do something different, uh, why, would they do, why would they just do insanely infuriating hands, right? If they really wanted to keep you playing forever, they would just have tepid hand after tepid hand of, you know, first pair versus second pair, something nobody would ever second guess, right, or top pair versus weaker top pair but would still be expensive and supposedly good for the rank. What they wouldn't do is, you know, set versus flush versus quads. Like, that, that, would, be, uh, that, that would be very silly for any big core, and they're too smart for that. Uh, the problem with Bovada, Bovada's, uh, Bovada's like a decent site, but at the same time, you're never really going to develop on Bovada because you're just not, uh, you're not allowed to use statistics. Uh, it, it, the hand history replayer is kind of wanky. Uh, you, you, you're really just grinding and putting your hours in because you really don't know what adjustments you should be doing to what person. And, uh, the, you know, that's fine if you're just trying to make a buck. But I, I used to play on a site like that that everybody was anonymous on. This is where I got most of my money was a site like that. And, like, after two years and millions of hands, I realized I, I tried to go. Uh, that site kind of died down, and just to stay sharp, I went and tried to play, like, 100 NL on PokerStars, and I, I, I made the really sad realization. I had no idea what I was doing uh, when it came to cash games. I was a huge winner on this other site, but I just wasn't developing uh, as far as a cash game player. Uh, the site I would recommend is America's Card Room. The reason I worked with them is because I do play on that site quite a bit. Uh, I, some some weeks I play on that side exclusively. Uh, they have a really good schedule. If you really want to, if you really want to get the loose money, uh, you really want it to be in the evening hours in the United States because that's when people come home. They have a couple of drinks. They're watching basketball. They're watching American football when that time comes on. Uh, you know, uh, they're uh, they're watching baseball. They're chilling. You know, they're hanging out with their families and they want to boot up a couple of tables. Those are the people you want to be working with, and America's Card Room caters to them quite a bit. You uh, can still get rake back, which you can't get from Bovada. doesn't offer that. You can get 27% of the money. You pay the site back, which is really huge. Like there's some, there's some months that's like thousands of dollars. We're talking about like making a living. You can play like break-even poker at 100 NL. If you have 27% rake back, that's going to be a couple thousand a month, you know, if you're really putting hours in. And... Uh, yeah, it's just I, I, I like the software. I like the site. It's really soft. Uh, it's just much easier to do well on that site uh, than it is on other sites. I'd, I'd really recommend it. You can sign up through our link. 
uh, should be on the should should be on the link here. You can also go to twitch.tv slash the auto if you want to do it. You can click on the weird painting of me. And yeah, uh, set it up and you can write me at assassinatocoaching at gmail.com. And uh, once you sign up through us, uh, I will offer you a free, like, a taped seminar of mine, like a recorded seminar of mine. And uh, there's You Fly Too Much, That's a Check Race Fool, Dissecting the Donk Bet, or Why Pythagoras Was Right. And uh, if you don't know which each one is, you can read about it on the Twitch site, or you can just say, I want the one about three betting or check raising or donk betting or uh, stealing the blinds. And I'll set it up for you. Pretty much all of the webinars are available, except for why Apesauce is right, because that's not exclusively my, exclusively my property, so it's not mine to give away. And, uh, yeah, you know, get your free training, get your right back, sign up. It's, it's a good time. The other thing, Alex, is just as a note for that, the guy said, you know, like, coolers online and more than he sees at his local casino. That's that old thing, though, isn't it? You're seeing a lot more hands online. It's going to be like that on any site. Yeah, exactly. There, there's more chance of you seeing houses and bigger houses and quads over quads and stuff right. online than down at your local casino where you might see, you know, right. whatever right. amount of hands is completely different. Yeah, 30 hands an hour versus an 180 hands an hour, you know. Yeah, like, so you're six times more likely then to see. Actually, like, if, you think, if you think about it, like every like night at the casino, you spend seven, eight hours at the casino, you see one absurd cooler, right? Well, if you're playing 180 hands an hour, that is one night at the casino. So it's like, you know, you're supposed to, like over five hours, see some five absurd coolers. That's just how, how it is, right? If you're playing multiple tables and whatnot. Any, anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, okay, next question is from... Let me see if we want to do this one first. Let's do this one. Yeah, this is a good meaty one for the middle. Uh, it's from Justin. Alex, you may not remember me, uh, but you're due me money. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alex, you may not remember me, but I spoke with you over two years ago in regards to poker lessons at a discounted rate. Since then, I've had some major changes in my life. Divorce, lost my job and purpose. I have contemplated what to do with my life. Poker is the only aspect of my life that makes me feel alive. I've got to do something with my life. I feel as if I'm committing spiritual suicide by not pursuing my dream. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be the best. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Most of all, I'm tired of living my life in fear. I'm willing to relocate, eat beans and rice, and sleep under the bridge if need be. I'm at your complete disposal, rather great or small. Uh, sincerely, Justin. Oh, wow, there's a lot to unpack there, Justin. I actually started writing down like everything I wanted to, uh, everything I wanted to talk there. I'm really sorry about what you went through. Uh, that that's definitely pretty tough. Uh, that. I, I can't imagine what you're going through. I know a lot of people are probably peppering you with stories of, you know, I, I love it when people like are going through a bad time. And, you know, the first thing everybody else wants to do when you tell them about it is unload about their s totally un not similar story. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, And uh, I'm sure you're going through that right now. And I'm, I apologize. That really sucks, man. Uh, <clears throat> well, you know, I'm not going to, uh, the, what you're feeling right now is uh, there were, I, I mean, this is, 
this is one of those things I don't want to miss miss speak. Uh, what you're feeling right now could be the impetus to the greatest change in your life. It really could become why you become the person you're really glad you become. Uh, it, I'm really sorry all that stuff went, you went through, all that stuff. I definitely, uh, not. I, I don't think this is similar, but I, I mean, my high school sweetheart and I broke up after like five years. And it was mainly, I was pursuing a poker dream and it was just, you know, that's not what she wanted. And uh, I assume she wishes she could take that. Well, probably not. But anyway, uh, and there is a, it was definitely pretty difficult. And it, there was a lot of times uh, uh, it, it, the people in my life, uh, a lot of them fell away just because of uh, what, what was, what was, what I was pursuing. Now I drove them. The reason I say this is not, it's I drove them away in a way because I was uh, I was clinically depressed and I, I was just using poker to escape and I was using other things to escape as well. Uh, if you're using poker as an escape, if that was the driving force by any relationship not working out, uh, I, I think you're really dealing with clinical depression at that point. In which case you'd have to do what I had to do, which is I had to go to a doctor. Uh, it, it's a medical condition like any other. Uh, I, ha I had to take medic. I have to take medication every single day of my life. Uh, I, I don't get to drink like other people. Uh, I just I just don't, you know, because it exacerbates the problem. Uh, same same thing with smoking weed. I can't. I, I loved smoking weed when I was younger. Uh, uh, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people always want to talk about it like it was the worst thing. And it was like, yeah, you know, like I overdid it, but I, I really loved it. But I, I had to quit because I'm a, you know, depression runs through my family. And exposing myself to a depressant every day was making me miserable and not. It, it's like at some point you can't see, like you can't do anything. You just can't look out onto uh, landscape and see what other people are seeing. You're just so inside your head. Uh, that that being said, okay, let's uh, whatever, however you got to this point. Uh, if it was by depression, you have to go, you have to. You, if it was by depression, you do have to deal with that. If it was just circumstances beyond your control, it doesn't really matter right now. Uh, it is a good feeling. This desperation. Uh, if you really want to kill someone, as we were discussing in the introduction, give them 34000 a year with health benefits and they'll never leave. You know, a lot of people, it's funny, we say don't feed the bears, they'll become dependent. And then uh, when you go to a national park, and then there's a lot of times people, you know, they, they stick with these horrible jobs because they're stable. Anytime you're saying, but the money's good, or but they have health insurance, that's a really bad sign. Uh, so you really have to think about uh, you. You really have to think about it. Is it really bad that I'm feeling this desperate right now? And maybe and desperate, I think, is actually the negative word. Uh, it, it could be just feeling like I have to change right now. Uh, it, I am right. It, it could be like a kid going through a growth spurt. It's very awkward and uncomfortable right now as you get used to what's going on. But it it, it could really lead to something greater and 
honestly, this is where you embrace the grind. And it, it sounds like you're ready for it. I didn't have to, usually I have to ask people, you know, are you ready to, are you ready to get broke is what I always say. Like, are you ready to get broke? Uh, there's a lot of times, you know, they, a lot of times successful people pretend like they're broke because then they know they'll find the creative solution uh, to do something. Like Donald Trump is the richest person in the presidential campaign. Uh, he spent like $2,000 on his campaign. Why? Because that's what he's used to. He's like, I got to pretend I'm broke to make this business. And then I put no money down and whatever results come out are multi, uh, they're, they're compounded compared to, you know, then there's a Jeb Bush who's never been in a business in his life. I assume that, you know, wasn't spoon fed to him and him and his uh, cronies spent $150 million and got nothing. Right. Uh -huh. Didn't know how to work Twitter. Didn't know how to work Facebook. Didn't know how to work the media. Didn't know how to do it. And there's a real, you know, like being broke, uh, being broke is not the be all end all. It can make you, uh, it can make you work. And I mean, right now, like when you, when I was younger, I had no money, but I had lots of time, right? They, that was what I could work on. I had time and I had, I had this desperate energy, right? And a lot of people I know still have that, you know, I mean, to this day, you know, this has been 10 years afterward and I've, I've been, I've been working 60 hour weeks for most of those 10 years, right? And it's still like what takes me everywhere. A lot of people, a lot of people think, uh, you know, oh, this is from poker, right? And it's like, no, it's from, I, I bust my ass. Uh, that, that's what I do. And it's a really, uh, some of the most fun times you'll ever have in your life are being broke. Like being broke in different places and trying to make it work and just trying to, you know, go on different adventures, meeting people, seeing what's going to happen. Uh, so if you're really ready to, if you're really ready to embrace this, uh, you know, I, I, I think you should embrace it just all the way. Even if you fail horribly, uh, you took your shot. You know, you'll always be able to know, like, I took my shot. And you know what? If you take another shot, you're going to know what you did wrong the first time. And it's more likely to work that first time, right? And uh, you, go, you go ahead, and if you want to do it at poker, you can do it at poker, man. A lot of people are probably telling you you can't do it. That's not true, all right? Uh, I know this because... I, I do not consider myself, I know I have the gift of gab. I know I can talk really well. Like I, I can sound like I know what I'm talking about. Like I've always uh, had a bit of a talent for that in poker just because I just don't think a lot of those people ever had to like present ideas uh, or like work in journalism or stuff like I had to do. Uh, but I knew at every home game, when I was a kid, I knew I, I wasn't in most people's zip code, right? I played 50, uh, I played like 50 of these like little home game tournaments, like 18 people. I didn't win one. Uh, the first three years I played poker, I did not make money. The fourth year, I started doing all right, okay? Phil Ivey did not make money the first two years he played poker. The third year, he barely broke even. Uh, I, uh, my first... Uh, you know, when I started playing poker, I was always scrounging on money. Uh, I, was always, I, I was always scrounging on my money, trying to get to home games. It just didn't work out. Uh, like, a lot of people don't know this. They just think, like, you know, I was just, like, born professional poker player. That's not true. And, uh, 
you know, when I first, uh, uh, when I first, when I first, uh, went pro my first three months, I just went on a nosedive downswing. Uh, I had to go down to $16 tournaments back then. That was really unheard of. You know, people made fun of me constantly. I built up, uh, when I became, you know, I started playing high stakes MTTs. It was just, well, you know, it's just well known that I sucked. Every, everybody wanted to talk. There'd be training videos on card runners. Ironically, uh, you can still look these up like Aaron Bean, just talking about how terrible I am. Right. And there's just, uh, you know, like every time I talk, you know, people go like, I really hate you. I hope you know that. Like people would say that in person. He's like, okay, man, you know, like, uh, you keep doing you right. Like anytime I misspoke, it was a, you know, it was a big thing. And then, you know, I, uh, you know, I went broke, uh, when I was 19, uh, uh, I went broke. Uh, I, I, I didn't, do, you know, I got this like really nice condo in Seattle because I started doing well and I thought like, all right, this is going to take off. And I went on a downswing for six months. I started doing well. I rolled up my money. I went to the, I went to Europe. Uh, I went broke there. Uh, I went broke on the European poker tour. I, I rolled it up. I made a lot of money. I moved to Costa Rica. Uh, I went more broke than I'd ever gone broke before. And it was uh, because I failed all those times. Like that, that's from like 15 to 21. That's six years. Uh, when I, I I figured it out at like 22, I was like, this is not going to happen to me again. And I I lived, you know, when my wife knew me. Like uh, at the beginning, I was you know I was like running. It, it, she was so smart. She like I had the mansion with the private beach and stuff. She said, you're going to go broke. You're stupid with money. Like, you're really dumb. This is one of the first times we talked, right? And she, like, yeah, I went broke, right? And she didn't, you know, she liked me more at that point because she was like, well, now we're going to find out what you're made of, right? She, and she's like, I'm going to loan you money for a mattress. You just throw it on this apartment. <laughs> I was in the hood in Central America, right? Like, I'd been in the hood in the States, but, like, there was something different about being in the hood of Central America. It's not like, you know... Uh, you know, someone gets shot. Well, are the police going to come? Yeah, if they feel like it, you know. And uh, I put the, you know, it, it, I borrowed the money from her. I put the mattress on the floor. I started grinding from a $30 desk with three. Uh, I had a three-wheeled chair. And, you know, I paid her back for the mattress. Later, I, ha I haven't gone broke again. I'm 28 now, you know. But I failed the first, like, four or five times, right? And I worked a ton of jobs. There's nothing wrong with working. That's the other thing. If you've got to work while you're doing this, that's part of it. You're going to have to work like a lot of times you work eight hours. You get off, you work another 10, and, you're per and whatever you're trying to do, you sleep six hours. It's not fun. That's, a, that's how it is. That's just how it is. That, that's how life is. I did that for years. Uh, I worked 20-hour shifts when I was a commercial fisherman. I came home, started, started right away working as a security guard, eight hours. This is my schedule. I worked eight hours. I came home. Uh, I ran six miles, seven miles because I knew that could build endurance and I wouldn't have to sleep as much as long as I stayed in shape. Sometimes I'd, I'd run six to 12 miles, right? I'd come home. I'd grind for eight to 10 hours. I'd sleep a handful of hours, go back. And then uh, when I started playing professionally, I, I just grinded all day and night. I worked 60, 70 hour weeks. This is how it is. You want to make it work. You got to make it work. Now, hopefully you learn from my example and you, I worked kind of stupid and I worked a lot of hours. Uh, Barry was saying at the introduction, 
no, it used to be a status symbol. Like I work this many hours a week. Well, here's the thing, you, you know, in my business, I could do the same lesson one-on-one 50 times, or I could teach everybody the 50 people once, uh, obviously in like one webinar. And, uh, obviously it's vastly superior to teach the 50 people at one time and collect the same money. Right. And that's a huge reduction. That's a, that's a 98% reduction in the number of hours wasted, uh, right. Uh, in the number, uh, not wasted number of hours spent. Sorry. My puppy is like attacking my feet right now. So sometimes it's hard to pick the words, uh, but there, uh, it, you can work smart and you can work dumb, right? Now, the way you work smart is first off, you make sure like you, you make sure that you have the money to subsist. There's a couple ways you do that. One, you move to an economy where you don't need that much money. You can do that within the United States if you're in the United States. If you're in Europe, I, I, Europe's amazing because you can take a couple of like pretty seedy trains, but then you can be in an area where like dinner will be two dollars right uh, in some parts of eastern europe which in a lot of them are like developing and they're safe enough well i mean they're not the you know in in i i don't think anybody's ever walked into a movie theater with orange hair and shot 45 people so i assume they're safe enough uh compared to what i know but they're like um you know you you, you kind of have to put yourself in an area where you know the mo- you don't need as much money you have to move down in stakes in some way. So you have to get, a, you have to get the smallest apartment you can deal with. All right. You have to liquidate whatever you, if, if you have a car that's a little nice, but you don't really have a job, you're selling that car. You got to take that money. You got to put money in savings. So you feel good about it, right? You feel good. You get the smallest, uh, you get, you get the smallest apartment you can stand you Google cheap meals I can make that, you know, you don't, I, I, okay, I'm real happy you want to live off of rice and beans. That's a, I still eat rice and beans every day, even though that's supposed to be, Tim Ferriss always makes that sound like, yeah, if I'm really impoverished, I eat a rice and beans, you know, if I'm going to, you know, and I'm like, hey, I still eat that every day, right? <laughs> Seneca. Seneca. <laughs> Seneca. <laughs> rice, rice and beans. <laughs> Seneca. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, like you can get, uh, uh, I think this is just a good habit for life. Like you get rice and beans. That's a, they're uh, if the average Costa Rican, I think works 48 hours a week. That was the last thing I read. And they seem to be a little happier than most people as they do it. And I think, uh, and obviously that's a certain class that does that has to work. I, I'm sure certain higher classes work less and I'm sure some lower classes work a lot more or not at all. But I, I don't know, you know, uh, there's definitely, it, it's definitely, it, it's a wide range here, right? But on average, they work quite a bit. And I'm always amazed how good their attitude is at the end of long weeks. And it's, they eat rice and beans and like a protein, right? That's what they eat for a lot of meals. And, uh, you know, they just get a simple chicken dish. They learn how to prepare. They get really good at knowing what spices to use. And they mix it with rice and beans. And I think that keeps them really content. It's pretty cheap. And, uh you know, they feel good. And uh, they, uh, I I think that's like a really good idea. What a lot of people do when they're like, you know, they're a little broke is they're like, all right, man, I'm okay. I'm grinding. I'm grinding. I'm grinding. Okay. I need something to eat. I'm going to go get like the dollar dollar meal uh, at McDonald's. No, 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 no. Okay. (laughs) Don't do that. 
I grew up eating out of gas stations, right? Uh, that, that was a really bad long-term investment, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was, uh, uh, you know, once I got to Costa Rica and like people started like cooking for me and teaching me how to cook. And I was like, man, I feel a lot better. And this is a lot cheaper, you know, like simple chicken dishes are really easy and it's all on Google. It's all the really cool thing. When I was a kid, like, you know, you re- open a cookbook and it'd be like, what the hell is she talking about? You know, now you just open it up on YouTube and they're like showing you all the ingredients they're showing you how to do it in the pan and stuff like that. It's amazing. So, you know, take advantage of the Internet. Take advantage of YouTube. Right. That's another way you get broke. Like you got to start thinking like I'm broke. Right. Okay. another way you get broke is you start like leveraging everything. Like how can you save money anywhere? Right. And this is amazing with the Internet right now. Right. It's like, let's say. You, it, like, let's say you eat eggs and oatmeal in the morning, right? Like, you can go on Amazon and get, like, a two-pound two, two sack of oatmeal for, like, $14, right? They'll give it to you for practically the wholesaler price. That wasn't available to me when I was a kid. You just go to the local corner store, and whatever uh, they wanted to charge you is what they wanted to charge you. And that was kind of what you had to deal with. And you've got to kind of think about that in everything, right? You know, how can I buy in bulk? How can I save up, right? smallest apartment you can deal with. And then when you're going like, uh, oh man, I'm getting a little claustrophobic. Well, running is free. Going for a walk is free. Uh, humans are made so they can walk very long distances. Go for a walk. And when you're always try to batch everything together, right? Uh, if you're going for a walk, like put on a podcast you think you can learn from, right? And get your exercise and learn at the same time, Right. When you're eating breakfast, see if you can watch like a strategy thing, right? And then it's just going to be putting a lot of different hours. And then when you get, okay, so you got your expenses down. The other thing is you got to move down in poker stakes, okay? You got you to play the smallest stakes you can stand. It's preferable if you lose in these poker stakes. It's preferable first if you have a separate bankroll, right? Uh, you can take more risks with a small bankroll than you can with a large bankroll a large bankroll needs to really be protected because it's so hard to recover a small bankroll hopefully you can replenish from a job you have right uh if you and uh uh hopefully you can replenish from a job you have and then uh what you want to do is with that small bankroll which is separate from your living expenses you want to play the smallest tournaments you can stand right in the smallest cash games you can stand and preferably the if you're playing tournaments like the wins should register they should move the needle but like if you lose it's not going to worry you too much it's not that is generally what you're looking for because then this allows you to kind of focus on learning when it comes to poker and then you're going to have to study 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 and you don't you're going to end by study i mean purposeful practice you can't just like go in and well, okay, I watched two hours of some jackass reviewing his hand history because he needed money to, you know, because he's deep in makeup. So he called up some training site and said, I need to do something for you. And he just kind of sat around and said, move all in with Ace King because I said so. Uh, that's, that's not what you want to be doing. Uh, what you want to be doing is uh, wh- what you want to be doing is like watching. You might only watch like 10, 20 minutes of a training video but then it should hopefully be about a specific concept. Then you want to write down on a sticky note 
what that concept is. You put it up to your computer and you try to apply that. You mark the hands for review. Bye, baby. That wasn't for you, Barry. No, no kisses and babies for you. And then uh, there's a, you know, you want to go in and you want to try that concept, right? It's good if you fail. There's a lot of proof that uh, myelination, like uh, the circuitry in your mind is rewired. Uh, it, it, is, it creates like a larger sheathing, a, more, a deeper connection when we fail. It is okay to fail. You must try and fail, though. Everybody always quotes that 10,000-hour rule. That's not true. There's a lot of people that have been driving for 10,000 hours and cannot operate a turn signal, as I always like to say. But if you were learning how to corner, if you were learning how to accelerate, drift, whatever, I don't know. I don't know about professional driving. If you were focusing on that every day and trying, trying again, you would become a much better driver, okay? There, there's figure skaters that have fallen down 25,000 times, right? And full speed, whole body into the freezing ice, uh, slammed 25,000 times in order to learn those tricks, you see, right? That looks so effortless. If a nine-year-old diminutive Asian woman can do it, you can lose a few chips when it comes to poker, okay? So you go in there, you work, you mark the hands for review, and then you go back and you don't just watch the hands for review because then you're only working with what you did. You review the material again, the 10 to 20 minutes, the article, uh, whatever it is, right? You review it. Then you look at the hands and you see if there's anything that makes sense now that didn't make sense the first go around. And you try to solve those hands. If you do not know how to solve those hands, whether to prove they were profitable or not, how to ch check different iterations – I really recommend there's a lot of free videos about Cardrunner ZB. There's a lot of free videos about Flopzilla. Both of them to co together cost about $130. You should be investing a lot of time in that. ApeStyle studies 25% of his hours, okay? And he's been the most successful empty tier in history, in my mind. So if you want to stay up, you know, it's just like a boxer needs to stay in training, right? You need to be doing that. And uh, it, this can work with cash games as well. You just have to be going in. And if you're worried, if you feel like I'm losing, I don't know what I'm doing, just move down. Just move down. It doesn't even matter if it's a dollar term. It's just keep your job and move down and stay learning. That's all it's about, okay? And it might take years. It's not easy. But here's the thing about poker. A lot of people think it's a great way to make easy money. That's a joke, okay? I've never worked harder for anything in my life, okay? I love what I do, though. The reason I love what I do is let, the average salary in poker is thirty to $40,000, okay? That does not sound like much, but that's what you're building up for, and I'll tell you why. You try to never touch your bankroll. You work a job. It's good if you can get a job that allows you to kind of sleep on the job. That's why I took a job in security because I would just be – you know, I wouldn't try to sleep, but, like, I could certainly listen to podcasts and stuff like that uh, while I was working. And, uh, okay, there were a lot of times I fell asleep on the job, right? And then, uh, but, like, you want a job that's not super intense. So when you get home, you do have some energy. But you work that job so you can save up, so eventually you have a bankroll you can work from. Because if you can consistently make thirty, forty thousand 40000 a year, and there's a lot more financial instruments available for this now. Google uh, uh, MTT Market. Uh, it, it, the, the webinar is just Alexander Fitzgerald webinar, MTT Market. 
just Google that. You'll see a free webinar I did on the subject. It's essentially a public service announcement. Uh, but you want to build like really good statistics. You want to build a solid bankroll. Then you start selling pieces of yourself. If you have a negative ROI when you're selling pieces of yourself, you can still make a couple thousand a month, right? And if you hopefully that doesn't happen because you're probably not going to be selling pieces of yourself for very long. But if you are just a modest person and you sell pieces of yourself, you make a couple thousand a month. That might not be a lot in the United States, but like let's say you're in uh, – Costa Rica, the average salary uh, is $6,895 a year, okay? So if you come down here with $30,000, $40,000, you, you do pretty well a year. You can get uh, – you can do very well, right? And then once you move – like Costa Rica is a really good example. There's a lot of – what you want to do is Google like safest countries. You want to get like the 10 list, right? And you want to just see which one's always at the top like 20, like safest countries, right? And then you want to start looking at like living abroad in those countries, right? So like one, uh, like uh, a lot of my friends live in Poland. They really like that. A lot of friends live in Thailand. There's certain parts of Thailand that are super safe. Uh, They really need tourism dollars. So like the police like shoot to kill if anyone tries to rob you. So everybody's kind of learned really quickly. Don't go in that area. You know, if you're looking to stick somebody up, it's not – it's certainly weird being in a country where – well, I don't know. In the States, there's certain parts I can't walk into without uh, – or maybe I shouldn't walk into. Uh, but, like, uh, it, it, like there's certainly it, – it is different in different countries. But there's a lot of, like – like, Bulgaria is becoming a really nice first world country, but it's still recovering from uh, – what those people went through, right? So prices are pretty cheap uh, right now, but a lot of people speak English. A lot of people are uh, very kind. If you live a bit more out in the, you know, there's a lot of places in Eastern Europe that have astounding good internet, astoundingly good internet in these like really small cities. It takes some legwork though, but again, you have a lot of time. You don't have money. You know, go on, there's so many tools now like get broke. What would a broke person do to learn the language? The broke person would go and do a lingo and just put an hour into it every day. Ask yourself what your hero would do right now. You are living a comp. Like when I was a kid, I loved like Japanese comics. I loved manga. I loved comic books. I loved dime store fiction. And when I got away from a very bad situation in my house, like really bad, uh, I didn't care because I was ecstatic because it was my life. You know what I mean? I'd grown up reading, you know, I, I'd read these, uh, I'd read these like long, like Japanese comics about, you know, like guys like traveling the country in competitions, right? Whether it was street racing or whatever. And it was just like, dude, I felt like that was me now. I got to do it. I got to live my dream. And like, what would my hero have done in the comic book? My hero would have gone, oh, there's a free way to learn a language. I'm going to find the country that's really cheap. And I'm going to, I'm going to beat the doors down when it comes to learning this language. Right. That doesn't mean I'm going to be fluent or even competent, but I'm going to be able to talk very rapidly in a bunch of their words. And people are going to know I mean business when I'm there. Right. And I'm going to go there and I'm going to get to know people and I'm going to try to figure it out. And uh, I'm going to read the contracts before they get translated to English, and then there's the upsell, right? 
and I, I'm going to figure this out, whatever this is, right? And then generally when you get to those countries, then you work – now when you're focusing specifically on poker – Hopefully you've developed a good enough habit that you can learn how to turn that 30,000 a year into like 60, 70, 80,000. And it's a ton of work, but what you want to do is still live like you only got 30,000. So you can just pocket. And people also don't realize like how good the tax system is when you leave your country a lot of the time. Even the United States, which is famous for taxing people abroad, like which is essentially saying we're their property – you know, wherever we go on earth. But like, I, I don't pay income. I don't pay income tax on the first $98,000 I make. Right. I still have to pay social security because, you know, uh, it's really, really important that Obama and Jay-Z and Beyonce get to party while they roll out uh healthcare.gov. But they're, uh, I'm just kidding. I don't care about paying social security, but they're like, there's, uh, like, you, I got to pay Social Security, but that, that ends up being like 15%, right? Which is fine because a lot of people use Social Security that need it, and I, I feel like that's, that's fine. That's a fine expenditure. And, uh, the, but, like, if I lived in the United States, like, there's parts of Los Angeles I would be paying, like, 62% taxes, right? I would be getting 38 cents on every dollar. And there's sometimes it even gets uh, larger than that, Okay. But, like, once I move, it goes down. There's a lot of people, like, you move outside of your country, you owe nothing, right? You owe nothing in taxes. They just go, well, okay, you know, have fun, right? Enjoy it. And uh, so you can, you know, it's a lot of people make, like, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year, and they go, oh, I can't leave my job. They don't realize their take-home pay is, like, 30000 in some of these countries, right? And all they're paying for are these social services. They don't use that much, Right. So you move, uh, but hopefully you move to a country, you learn how to make 60000 a year, you learn how to live off of 20000 you're not paying on taxes, then you can save 40000 a year, then you have 120000 after three years, boom, you can buy a house in very nice parts of the United States and a lot of other first world countries for that amount of money. I was just looking it up, Daytona Beach, United States, nice part of the country, you know, uh, it's certainly not Manhattan, but it's it's nice enough. Uh, it's $103,000 the average price for a house. There's a lot of college towns in the States, very nice, quiet American places, no crime, very nice people I've been to. Average house price, 83000 right? And, you know, you can go to college football games. You can chill at, you know, like an old ice cream shop. There's book shops. There's, you know, people still say hi to each other and open doors, for each other. Barry would love it there. It's uh, people, people are still like very polite. There's really good. Then you can come back to the first world with some savings. Hopefully you can, you can, uh, and then, and then everybody thinks you're really wealthy. All you do is own a house, right? You own a house and that used to always be 60, 70% of your expenses were going to rent or something. And then from that point you just work up. So, I do. This is I just gave you I'm excited talking about this. Right. Because this is the game plan. Nobody ever gave me. Right. And I'm sorry, guys, we didn't get to more questions, but I don't care. This is more important. All right. This is now this is more work than you could ever imagine. And there's probably going to be years you're working some garbage job at a gas station or something while you go home and you're going to want to go to sleep. 
you're and you're going to have to drink coffee and you're going to have to stay awake. You're going to be pouring over the Hanisteries and you're going to be it's going to hurt. All right. It hurt a lot. OK, it's a lot of pain. It's not fun. But at some point you're. You're living in a first world country with a house paid off. I just gave you guys a very logical plan, and I'm pretty sure everybody could follow it. At some point after 10, 15 years, you're living in a first world country with a house paid off, with a nice little life and a nice nest egg, and you're raising your kids, and everybody goes, you know, well, how the hell? You got lucky, right? There's no, luck has nothing to do with it, right? And by the way, if you ever get a big score, ever, ever, do not move up. Do not, you can move up like one bracket or something. The most wealthy poker players I know followed a plan very similar to what I just described to you. Every time they had a huge win, every time they had a huge win, they just saved it, right? They just saved it. Maybe they moved up just a little. They put a little, they put a little more meat on their poker bankroll, but mostly they saved it, put, sock the money away. You know, try always try to have before you go full pro, have six months of expenses saved up. Do not ever touch that savings because if you go completely broke, you're going to have to find another job and you're going to have to subsist off of that for six months. It's not fun. It's just having having to do that. And, and for those of you guys who think like I just made it happen, like whatever, there, there was a lot of times like I was in Costa Rica here. I was like, do I have to go work at a call center for like money under the table? Because like. I'll be making $1,200 a month doing that. And right now, right now I'm like, I'm going to the grocery store and I can't, I literally cannot afford the store brand ketchup. I mean, I can't afford like the Heinz ketchup. I have to get the store brand, uh, store brand ketchup or I'm not going to be able to afford what I need. Right. I mean, this is just how it is. And I mean, and it's a big thing is sobriety. Okay. Like, if you can remember, like, the old school, there were these old school Americans that would just, like, clean, sober, living, and hard work. There's a reason they would say that, you know? And there's just, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't smart enough to not take every edge I couldn't see, you know? And I wanted to be clear-eyed in the morning for, at, when I finally went broke the fourth time and I said, that's it. I, I was like, I, I just got to be clear-eyed in the morning, no more drinking, uh, no more smoking, no more anything, no more, just, I got to be clear eyed. I got to be awake and I got to be you know, a lot of drinking water, a lot of drinking coffee, right? Uh, just buy, buy a big old sack of coffee, make coffee all the time. I, I don't have, to, I don't have money for energy drinks, right? Like that, that was a big thing. So I just made pots of coffee and I just drank it all the time. And that was it. And, uh, you're, it's real easy right now with me motivating you, but you're going to have to motivate yourself in the, you know, a lot of times people say the 11th hour. How about the 11th hour or the fifth day in a row, right? And by the way, keep one day every week. You do nothing. Every day, there's a reason they've been preaching that for thousands of years. Just every day, have one day you do absolutely nothing. You do not look at a poker video. You do not check your Facebook. You do not check your emails. Go out into nature walk around, uh, just think, just try to click, get there, uh, meditate, check, check out this, check out this app, headspace, check out this app, way of life app, uh, just build in the habits you want every day, get really addicted to linking them up, look up the, uh, look up Jerry Seinfeld, keeping the chain going, 
if you want more on this. And uh, yeah, prepare. This is, this is going to be the greatest, scariest adventure of your life. Okay. It's a, uh, and uh, yeah, man, just try, try to see. Uh, but the big thing is you got to try because the other option is just death. Like honestly, there's to me, there is spiritual death. There is, I give up. And there's a lot of people, in the words of natural born killers, there's a lot of people walking around dead. They just don't know it yet, right? Uh-huh. And it, it, I, I have so much more respect for the janitor going to night school to be a librarian than I do for the guy who has the $100,000 a year job who get, gave up and is popping Percocet to go to sleep. There's a big difference. And you know what? Final thing, you said something about purpose. I think you have a real good shot because you said purpose. Just if you want purpose, start giving to charity right away. Every month, take 10% at least and give it to some kind of charity. And it's better if it's a charity you can help with. Okay. I started getting really involved with charity work. The when I finally started getting momentum the last time, and I haven't gone broke since. And I started every single, uh, every single month I give to charity, uh, and it's charities I like to work with, you know, like I actually know about it. It does something. I can't explain it. And it is a purpose, right? There's a lot of times I go, what the hell am I doing with my life? I can open an email where they're showing a house I built for a woman who was a widow, who her husband died and they were in their sixties and their kids just, you know, she, uh, uh, her, her kids were trying to build a house. They just didn't have the money to put together. And it was a very nominal amount. It wasn't like a house, house, right? It was just a very simple place, right? But like, you know, there's a letter like, hey, I've got clean water, thanks to you. Thanks, man. You know, and make sure, you know, it. and I don't know. Always make sure you're not enabling like alcoholic men because there was a lot of people I could have helped. And I found out, oh, okay, the guy's there. He makes money. He's just an alcoholic. He doesn't want to participate. And it was like, you know, you would just lay off and eventually the guy would figure it out. But if you help the guy, it would just go on forever. But, you know, you, there's a reason uh, there's a reason the Bible says help the widows, help the orphans, help people like that. And it's not for them. It's for you. You will whatever anybody t- tells you, there are people that make I, there are people that make millions of dollars a year that do not help anyone. You could literally help hundreds of people with your work. Right. There's hundreds of people and it could just be very uh, it, it could just be working as a security guard. It could just be working at a McDonald's. If you can, if you say, learn, it'll teach you how to save up money and to be good with your money, too, to help other people. Right. And uh, it's even better if you can do something that per- is purposefully meaning to you. You can spend time at. Right. You can go check in on it when you have like an hour. Some days that's really cool. Uh, I've had friends or we've worked with that do like youth centers, right? Because like there's a lot of like absent fathers and it was like, you know what I mean? They were helping like be good examples for men, you know, and stuff like that. And checking that out every day is like really invigorating stuff. Anyways, I have gone on at length. I think we should wrap this up. Yeah, well. (laughs) Perry fell asleep. Sorry, what day is it? No, I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, I, it was funny at the start because I said I've only copied three questions from the sheet and uh, we managed to only do two. Mm. So 
but that one is important and it will speak to a lot of people uh, that are chasing this uh, you know poker dream and right. uh, like making it a bit of you've, you've made it a bit more realistic and gave people some like action steps there and if you go back and listen to many previous shows with me and Alex and also Google some of these articles mm. and stuff there's lots of stuff there that'll sort of get you on the path and it won't happen overnight as well uh, so thanks for that, Alex. Uh, I'm trying to think of a title for this episode. I'll come up with something. Get broke. Uh, <laughs> get broke. Get broke. That's, yep. that's the okay. title. That's the title. Okay, let's do it then. Get broke. Um, and Alex, how can people get in touch with you that aren't broke that want to pay for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you know, by, by the way, guys, I, I didn't think I'd really said this. My life has been a complete blast, like since the day I turned 18. All right. This is and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of drudge work. But there's something about being a man, knowing you made it on your own, that makes you it makes you feel much, much better day to day. And you'll be amazed how much fun you can have traveling the world with no money. If you just have the conviction and you you believe in yourself and you can talk to people and look them in the eye and know that you made it yourself. All right. So have fun. And uh, it's a lot of work, but have fun. Have fun the whole time. Uh, if you guys want to get in touch with me, write me at assassinocoaching at gmail.com. Uh, if you guys have questions, write it uh, Well, Barry always says this, but yeah, a lot of you guys are sending me questions to that email, but we're just going to redirect it to questions at oneouter.com. And uh, we can answer it here. As you can see, I gave a very involved answer for this gentleman who wrote me. And, uh, you know, we really like that. Uh, we talked about the Twitch. We talked about signing up for America's Card Room. Uh, be sure to check out Card Runners. Use promo code FREEMONTH, all capital letters, to get... Excuse me. <coughs> Use promo code FREEMONTH, all capital letters, to get two months access to 2,000 plus videos for just $30. And uh, if you're learning more, if you guys are into the like lifestyle stuff, like how to make a living from playing poker, we got a lot of strategy articles. We got a lot of blogs. Uh, we got a lot of trip reports. Uh, videos and all that fun stuff on PokerHeteros.com. That's like my main site. And uh, yeah, you guys can write me about lessons at assassinoncoaching.gmail.com and sign up for my newsletter. The newsletter, we talk a lot about the game, behind the game. We talk actual strat a lot of the time, right? Uh, I do write a lot of what I hope are really helpful uh, strategy articles. Uh, I I write one every week. I already have the one ready for today that I'm going to send out. And uh, I'm sending out multiple strategy articles today, Barry. So, you know, it's a really good value. It just, I send you a ton of free stuff. Uh, That's pretty much all I do because every time I give you guys more free stuff, I make more money. Uh, Sometimes I even forget to like link to the stuff that makes money and you guys like find it because you guys are cool. That's, I I mean, the thing about poker is we, we can all make money together. You know what I mean? There's not many jobs like that. So, you know, you guys always help me out. So I always, uh, if you sign up for the newsletter, go to PokerHeadRush.com. It's just to the right. Uh, You'll get my free strategy articles every week. Uh, Sometimes there's like two or three of them. You get updates on everything that's going on in uh, PokerHeadRush land. And there's lots of fun stuff and free videos and all that stuff. And we just, you know, free sweat videos, free strategy videos. Uh, We just put it all together in that, in that package, uh, that comes to you every Thursday. So be sure to check that out and sign up. And, uh, thanks for listening. As Alex says, keep your questions coming in for the next show. Questions at oneouter.com on email or tweet or post them in the Facebook group. 
Until then, thanks for listening and cheers. Cheers. Every day at America's Card Room, players just like you are scoring big in record time with Jackpot Poker. Jackpot Poker is a super fast three-player online poker set and go. You pick the buy-in, and after all three players are seated, we randomly pick the jackpot. Yep, just three players. No more, no less. And for most jackpot poker tournaments, it's winner take all. Imagine turning a $40 buy-in into the ultimate $100,000 game of poker. Anything could happen with jackpot poker. Play it now at America's Card Room.